welcome to the Covering Ground podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Wheeler. All my friends call me Wheel, so you can too. And I'm so excited to share this with you. This podcast explores the psychology of action versus inaction, why some people can set goals and achieve them while others can't, and how to start even if you don't know where to begin. You'll be hearing from people at all stages of their journeys, from entrepreneurs just starting out to artists who've achieved unparalleled success. I'll be sharing ideas on how to manage resistance, procrastination, environment, and energy to help you take the steps necessary to get to where you want to be. I'll also be sharing my own journey and the messy behind-the-scenes process you don't always get to see. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get started and cover some ground. Welcome to The Tread. Today we're talking about who you surround yourself with is who you become. And this idea was kind of made famous first by Jim Rohn, who said you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I was really fortunate to have that little seed planted in my head in my early 20s because it kind of scared me. And I became really intentional about who I surrounded myself with, who I wanted to be friends with and seek out and who I wanted to learn from. And it's such an important thing to think about and to curate Because a lot of times we just let life happen to us and people come in and out of our lives kind of by chance and I happen to be here at this time and I happen to meet this person and that stuff is great but it doesn't always have to be that way. You can seek out the people you want to be like and the people who you want to be in your inner circle and the people you want to learn from and it's super important to think about because it really does shape who you become. Now, I want to start with family because obviously we don't get to choose the family that we are biologically born into, but our upbringing and our family really does play a huge role in how we think and how we act. And when you get to a certain age, you get to decide, do I hold these same values? Do I want to continue thinking this way and being immersed in these ideas and ways of being? And some of the things are really, really ingrained in us. They're learned from childhood And those ideas and values are hard to break out of. Hello, therapy. But you get to make a choice. And sometimes it's a really hard decision. Sometimes we love our families so much and we know they have our best interest at heart. But who we are when we're around them maybe isn't the version of ourselves we want to be. It's easy to go into our families and go back to our childhood homes and play the role that we played in our family instead of being the actualized version of ourselves that we want to be. And this doesn't have to be a huge thing like, I'm divorcing my family. I'm never going to see them again. We don't have the same values. They're not supportive of my dreams. But you can start to ask Do you want your family's opinions about certain things? If you want to pursue something and nobody in your family has ever done it before, maybe they're not the ones you're going to to ask for advice or support. Because while our families can love us unconditionally, sometimes the vision and reality of what they have for our life is not the same as what we have for our lives. So while you don't get to choose your family, you can choose in what you're enrolling them into, what conversations you're having with them, and what advice you are seeking from them. Because sometimes your family isn't the best choice to get support from when you are wanting advice. The next group that we really think of as part of our social environment is our friend group. And obviously friends influence us way more than most of the people we hang out with. That's why when we're kids, our families are like, I don't want you to hang out with this person because they're a bad influence. Usually around like junior high, high school, is when you start to select friend groups and you start to play those roles and that's kind of who you become. So if you are a band geek like me, 
you're in with the band crowd and you're kind of nerdy and you practice your instrument and that's kind of who you are. If you play sports, you're a jock. Uh, maybe you're on student council, maybe you're in the National Honor Society and you're the brain. You start to take on those roles and become very much like the people who are in those groups. And it starts from a very young age. Now, as we get out of junior high and high school in the proximity where it's like we only have the small pool of people to hang out with because those are the people that live close to the school that we go to, you can start to curate your friend group and really seek out the people you want to be around based on your interests. I'm very lucky to say I've had incredible humans in my life who have influenced and shaped who I've become. I actually just had a wedding last weekend. My wife and I finally got to celebrate, and it was the first time that my family had met my closest and dearest friends, and they kept saying over and over, oh my gosh, your friends are so wonderful. They're so kind. They're such incredible humans. And I was like, duh. Yes. And that's exactly who I want to be. That's how I want to show up in the world. So if I'm around a group of people who are all acting the same way, it is highly probable that I will follow suit and also want to take on those same values and ways of being as my friends. If all my friends were absolutely fantastic and I was an asshole, there's a good possibility I would not be friends with them because they wouldn't want to be friends with me. So if you're looking around and thinking through who some of your closest friends are, how they act, what they say, what they care about, what they value is probably how you act, what you say, what you care about and you value. Like attracts like. So if all your friends are a bunch of assholes, it's probable that you are too. And if all your friends are generous and kind and loving and supportive, it's highly likely that you are too. Another interesting thing with the friend groups that we choose are the activities that take place. So for example, I happen to be friends with a bunch of fitness professionals. So working out and eating pretty healthy is just kind of a part of who we are. I'm not this like weirdo who is the one that like works out all the time and they're like obsessed with fitness and they get a salad when we go out to dinner because that's just a normal thing. That's my friends work out, we eat healthy. So that activity is just a way of life. If all my friends vandalized property and got in trouble, I would probably follow suit, and I did in sixth grade. I got in a lot of trouble and had to do a lot of community service because we were vandalizing lockers in our school building. My friends and I thought it was hilarious, and we were going to do that. And because everybody else was doing it, I was like, heck yeah, I'm doing it too. So the behaviors of your friends are the behaviors that you will likely take on. So it's worth thinking about the behaviors of your friends. How do they act? because that's likely how you will end up acting as well. Another massive part of our social environment that we don't really consider a lot of the time is the job that we have. Who are you surrounded with in your job and how is that going for you? Adam Grant, who is an organizational psychologist and author, recently posted on Instagram, before taking a job offer, it's worth asking, do I want to become more like the people here? You can aspire to change the culture of a group, but don't overlook how the culture will change you. Few of us are immune to the values of the people around us. And we spend most of our lives working. Most of our lives. We're working nine to five, most days of the week. I've been so incredibly fortunate to have some of the jobs that I've had, specifically Mark Fisher Fitness. I've been there for almost nine years. And what has kept me there and kept me sane and kept me inspired and kept me going is the culture and the people that we have there who are absolutely incredible. My bosses, Mark Fisher and Michael Keeler, have both actively encouraged me to create things, to try things, to venture out onto my own, to create programs. They have been so incredibly supportive and have offered 
all the resources and tools I can need to help me branch out and do other things while I'm there. And having that support and being around them and seeing what they've created has been such a huge influence on the person I've become. Something else they've done a great job with over the years is being very selective about the people that they hire. The whole thought process is we can teach someone how to do fitness. We can teach someone how to coach nutrition, but we can't teach people how to be good humans. So they only hire wonderful people because the rest can be taught. So over the last nine years, I've been surrounded by some of the most loving, kindest, supportive, wonderful people. Not only my colleagues, but our community of ninjas who are gym members who show up every day striving to be the best versions of themselves. And that influences how I show up as well. Now that hasn't always been the case. I've had some pretty shitty, shitty jobs that were soul sucking. One specifically right after I moved to New York, it was a startup and the job was atrocious. But more than the job being shitty, because like I can handle some grunt work and some shitty work, the people who I was working with were the most negative like condescending, didn't give a shit about one another. And that affected me a ton. And I'd only worked there for a couple months. And there was one day that people were being assholes and it was a terrible day. And one of the girls that I worked with was like, I'm going to go outside and smoke. And I was like, I'm coming with you. And I went outside and she pulled out a cigarette and I was like, I want one too. And I smoked this whole cigarette with her because I was dying on the inside at my job. And I don't smoke cigarettes, so I basically passed out on the sidewalk (laughs) having one cigarette. I think I got so sick. It was absolutely terrible, and I for sure didn't feel any better. And literally that day, I put my two weeks in. I didn't have anything else lined up, but I was like, I cannot work in this environment anymore with these people who are not even asking me to smoke a cigarette with them. But I was so enticed by this idea of any kind of emotional mental break that I thought that would be a great idea and it knocks me on my ass. So that's something to think about as you're pursuing jobs, as you are actively in your job. Obviously, we don't always have the fortune to be able to just quit our jobs and up and leave. But if something is killing your soul and you are not the best version of yourself with the people who you are around, it's worth it to consider what else could be out there And is there a place creating the social environment that is more suited to who you are and the values that you hold? The the last group I want to talk about are the people you choose to learn from. They're your teachers, people you're taking courses from. They're the groups that you're in. I've been very fortunate to have a lot of wonderful teachers in my life, a lot of mentors that I've sought out and had the opportunity to work with. And I'm not just talking about school or college One of my very first mentors, Josh Honeycutt, ended up being my business partner. It was right when I was getting into fitness, and he got hired around the same time that I did at Bally Total Fitness in Troy, Michigan, and he kind of took me under his wing, and I just watched what he did, and I copied him, and I asked questions, and I developed that relationship. When I was just finding my ground and starting to make some money with clients, he got offered a job at a different gym and basically asked me to come with him and be one of his trainers. And I would have to leave all of my clients when I just started making money. And it was a no brainer. I was like, yes, I will follow you anywhere. Like I will learn. I want to learn. I want to be around you and the people who you surround yourself with. So I started working with him at the Birmingham YMCA in Michigan. And I learned so much from him that They used to give out a Trainer of the Month award for all of the YMCAs in the Metro Detroit area, which were 14. And I got it so many months in a row that they stopped 
giving it out. And that's not to brag. That's literally to show that I sought out this mentor who worked with me so much that I got to a level that I could serve people in a meaningful way that made an impact. And very shortly after that, we ended up opening our first gym together with no money, with no equipment. We were training in parks. We were training in my garage and then his garage. And then we finally got a building. And something I learned from being around him all the time was that we hustle and we do this dirty work to get to where we want to be. It wasn't a question of could we do this or not. It was how are we going to do this? And we figured it out. And I take that lesson with me over and over again as I'm pursuing other things in my life. And I'm so grateful that I had him as a mentor early on in my life. And I've had lots of other mentors and teachers over the years. Todd Bumgarner and Chris Merritt of Strength Faction. I got to work for them for several years as a mentor, helping with their group and learning from them. I know I've already mentioned Mark Fisher and Michael Keeler, but being part of their groups and seeing the way that they do things and the communication skills that they develop have been a tremendous influence on how I teach, how I show up, what I bring to the table. And I would have none of that if it wasn't for them. I've gotten to work with Jill Coleman. I did her business group for a year. I learned so much from just watching her work and the way that she would do things and the consistency that she brought with every single one of the things she was doing. And she was doing a ton of work and I would kind of see the behind the scenes and I could mimic that. And it gave me this hope of like, oh, she can do it. I can do it too. So having her as a mentor was huge in my business life. And right now I'm in a creativity group with Susan Blackwell and Laura Camion. And the people that are in that group are absolutely mind-blowing. There are writers, there are actors, there are directors, musicians. There are people doing incredible things and putting in the work and getting shit done. And being in that group around all those people has influenced me massively in the fastest way possible. I wouldn't have this podcast if I wasn't part of that group. When I started in July with them, I had a very different project in mind. And in the first meeting, being around this group of makers and creators, I took a 180 and I started passionately pursuing the things that I knew were inside of me. Being part of that social environment was the fastest, clearest influence I've ever had in my life because these people are getting shit done. And it was so motivating and inspiring that I couldn't not take action on what I wanted to do. Maybe you're not in the place where you're hiring coaches or going to seminars, but there are ways that you can engage with people doing the things you want to do, exhibiting the behaviors you want to exhibit so that you can become the person you want to become. There are free groups that you can join. If you're a writer, join a writer's group. If you want to play basketball, join Zog Sports. Be around people who are doing the things that you want to do. It doesn't have to be a paid thing, but you can surround yourself with people who will make you the best version of yourself. And I'll tell you this, if you're surrounded with people who have no ambition, who have no drive, who are negative all the time, who maybe don't value the same things that you do, you can hold your own for a little bit, but that will slowly start to seep into your life and your way of being. And unfortunately, sometimes you have to let people go and it's hard and it sucks and it's sad, but you get to decide who you want to be and surround yourself with the people who can influence your behaviors and help get you there. I hope this has been helpful. I hope it's given you something to think about. If you like this episode and want to share it with your friends, please, please share it. If you want to subscribe or give it a five-star rating, that would be incredible. Thank you so, so much for considering that. Remember, who you surround yourself with is who you become. Seek those people out actively and wisely and cover some 
background. 